You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Two pretty major events in Seattle happened. Two days ago, we had the Seattle City Council defunding the Seattle Police Department a little bit. The, the action that that caused was our police chief, Carmen Best, 28-year veteran of the Seattle Police Department, she resigned and her resignation is effective as of September 1st, I believe it is. So pretty major things. The defunding the Seattle Police, that, that was expected, but we didn't know by how much and it wasn't that much. And then we're not expecting our police chief to resign. That kind of came as a pretty heavy hit, pretty big blow to the city of Seattle. So let's get into a couple of posts that hit on some of the reasons why this is happening and maybe some of the implications of what it means. The first article I wanted to uh, read was Seattle's Best Resigns, and that is from the Wall Street Journal. And it's an opinion piece, and it starts out with the city's first black police chief is out Thanks to progressives. On Monday, Carmen Best shocked Seattle by resigning as police chief. It was her last act of public service, coming hours after the city council voted 7-1 to one to cut money and jobs from its police force, which members make clear is only a first step in dismantling law enforcement. Now, if you remember during CHOP, one of the major, the Capitol Hill oppression protest uh, sorry, Capitol Hill Occupy protest. It's been long enough. I'm forgetting that. One of their major demands was a 50% defunding of the Seattle Police Divorce. And they wanted it to happen now. On the entrance signs to CHOP, it was always defund Seattle Police Department by 50% now. So that's not happening, but it did cause our police chief to resign. In the post-George Floyd era, Seattle might have counted itself lucky to have a police force led by the city's First black chief, a 28-year veteran of the force. From the beginning of of the unrest, she has been one of the city's rarest voices of reason, opposing, for example, the city's surrender of a police precinct to protesters in the so-called Capitol Hill organized protest area. There's always been a lot of argument between who said that the CHOP protesters could basically take the uh, East Precinct there in the CHOP area. People were saying, all right, the mayor basically authorized the protesters to take it over. The police chief, oh, we think the police chief was in on it. I don't think she was. And now I don't think anybody's saying, hey, the police just gave up. I think it was a political move to give the protesters a little bit more room because back then we're still in that whole touchy-feely thing of the peaceful protesters. And we know that the people occupying CHOP by now, there were violent rioters. That's just the bottom line. There were some evenings where there weren't violent riots, but for the most part, that was not a peaceful protester event. It was it was wildly violent, let's be honest. So, uh, But instead of supporting her, Seattle's progressive political class has undermined her at every turn. While Chief Best complained that CHOP was preventing police from responding to reports of violent crime, Mayor, uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin called a summer of love on national TV. Do you remember that? That was kind of incredible, wasn't it? That was at the beginning of CHOP where we still had maybe a week or so of protests that weren't quite as crazy as they became and not as crazy as the nightly protests you're seeing down in Oregon, in Portland. And I think they're on like night 75, something incredible like that. But that's just a whole nother mess. 
So when Chief Best wrote to the city council to argue that limiting the police use of tools such as tear gas and pepper spray to control to control crowds left them with few alternatives, she was ignored. Yep, that happened. When she asked the city council to condemn aggressive protesters who targeted her home, she was ignored again. And this happened, I think, was it about 10 days ago, something like that, maybe two weeks ago, maybe a week, week and a half, I don't know, somewhere in there, a group of Black Lives Matter protesters went, they were heading to the house of Chief Carmen Best in Linwood, which is a suburb, I'm guessing it's like 13 miles north of downtown um, Seattle, and they were met with residents of the area who were armed and basically said, you're not coming here, turn around and go home. They argued a bunch and there were enough of the armed residents where the Black Lives Matters people, they turned around. And I'm sure there was probably some other folks in there as well. But they were basically putting pressure on the police chief, just like they put pressure on the city of Seattle's mayor, Jenny Durkin, right before CHOP was, was shut down. Because what you had is you had the pro, the protesters marched literally with one of the city, city of Seattle council members, Sawant, to the mayor's house. And then two days later, CHOP was shut down. I was there. You can watch that video on our YouTube channel. Um, it was a pretty wild time and there was just a lot going on. But Carmen Best has been pretty well recognized as, as being a calm person, considering and a, and a calm leader, considering the amount of chaos that she had to deal with. She had to give up a police station, the East Precinct, because the political leaders that be, whether it was the, um, it, I mean, we know the city council was basically in on it. We don't know to what effect the mayor had within that decision. But police officers basically don't give up a precinct unless they're absolutely forced to. And then on top of that, they weren't allowed to use basically the tools that allow them to stop violent rioters, which is what these folks were. They were not peaceful protesters. On Monday, the same council approved a budget that included cutting salaries for Chief Best and 12 other police leaders, cutting the police budget by $4 million dollars for the remainder of this year, eliminating funding for 100 officers and reducing the budget for SWAT teams. The sole dissenting vote came from Kashama Sawant, who voted Shama Sawant, who voted no because she thought the cuts didn't go far enough. She's the one that led the protests on the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin's home. She is basically a Marxist, socialist Marxist, and she is way out there. And a lot of this stuff is happening directly as a result of what she is, is wanting uh, the direction of Seattle to go in. All right. In the name of Black Lives Matter, the progressives in Seattle have now pushed out a black police chief. In doing so, they've revealed that their efforts are not an attempt to correct police abuses, but an attack on policing itself. Good for Chief Best for resigning rather than trying to do a job that Seattle's political class is actively trying to stop her and her fellow officers from doing. All right, so we've got that. Let's jump on into a story from King 5. Difficult decision. That's what the quote is from Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best resigns after 28 years with the department. 
Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best will retire in September after 28 years with the department. The news of her departure came just hours after the Seattle City Council voted to cut spending for the Seattle Police Department. Budget cuts could result in the loss of up to 100 officers. Now, if you remember the 50% budget cuts, I did a podcast on that if you've been following this for a while. And the end result of that would have been uh, you would have lost lost half of, no, was it 1,100 officers, I believe, if you did a 50% defunding of the police department, something like that. There are four, 1,400 officers in the Seattle Police Department. And you might say, okay, the police department's budget for 2020 is $411,000. And you might say that's an incredible amount of money. But Seattle's a big city like any other big city, like in New York and LA. It's not as big as those, but it is a big metropolitan uh, area with a lot of big metropolitan crime. And you've got to have numerous units to cover basically everything that's going on. So we're now going to defund the police department. I think it's $4 million for the remainder of this year. And with the budget cuts that are, that are on the line, 100 officers could lose their jobs. Okay, so it's not nearly as bad as the original 50% defunding. But I think Carmen Best just got to a point where she's like, yeah, people are, people are going to my home. They're trying to get to my home. This is a mess. We can't really do what we need to do. We don't have the tools to do what we want to do. Our hands are tied, kind of doing our job, and people want to cut our budget. I'm just not doing this anymore. So I can't really blame her for her decision, but it comes at a time where I think, um, and, and I think her, her decision really highlights the fact that there's some stuff going on that is not good for the city of Seattle. You can argue all you want that, oh yeah, defund the Seattle Police Department. Oh yeah, their budget is bloated. Okay, so you can defund them a little bit, but this, all this other stuff going on and the stuff going on around the United States, you don't really want to defund the Seattle Police Department or any other police department. Maybe you want to get them more, some more training. That is kind of where I'm at as far as a position. If you think there is systemic racism in the police departments, in, in Seattle's police department particularly, um, I'd like to see that proof. I'd really like to see that because I haven't seen that from anybody. All I ever hear is defund the Seattle Police Department. And so that's kind of where we're at is just we are defunding the Seattle Police Department, not really based on any facts, are we? In fact... President Obama, I believe, we got some awards. There was some real, I think, kudos to the Seattle Police Department there under a, you know, black president. So where is that all this taking us? Do we have a city council that's just off the rails? Yeah, we do. It's not about the money, and it certainly isn't about the demonstrators. Believe me, this is from Carmen Best. I have a lot thicker skin than that, and I've heard her say that. It's not the protest for her. I think it's an accumulation of things. And what we're seeing is an accumulation of just nonsense from our city council. Um, it's really about the overarching lack of respect for the officers. And that's what I hear a lot from the, the police department itself. When you read quotes, it's like, yeah. I mean, you hear some of the uh, chants that were made at CHOP. They are horrific. And people telling police officers that they need to die and commit suicide that is just, that's just a regular thing at a protest. That's just no big deal. Best has also been dealing with issues regarding police use of force during the Seattle protest and navigating the federal consent decree. 
just a whole bunch of stuff meant to hamstring the police and let the violent rioters just kind of do their thing, just like they're doing down in Portland. Recently, protesters marched in Best's Snohomish County House, creating tension with neighbors. Best criticized the city council for refusing to denounce actions of the demonstrators. Yeah, that's wrong. That's bad. I mean, you got to basically say you can't be protesting on a police chief's house. That's a no-no. That's a no-go. All right. Protesters say they were met with guns at Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best's home. Good. I'm glad they were. They all need to go home. Best said that she was not included in any city council discussions regarding budget cuts and program changes within the Seattle Police Department. She plans to resign September 2nd. Best has been with the Seattle Police Department for 28 years. She was the first black police chief in Seattle's history. She took on the role of chief of police on August 13th, 2018. So a relatively new police chief, but man, she's been with the department a long time. I'm, I don't, to be honest, I don't have a long history with following her or the politics of Seattle. It's only been the last couple of years, I'm just like as our politics reach the national stage. If you watch a lot of the political commentators, they are commenting on what's going on in Seattle on the daily. I mean, just consistently, because we've got such a train wreck of city leadership here, going from the governor all the way down, just train wreck. Deputy Chief Adrian Diaz will be appointed as the interim chief of police effective September 3rd. The interim position does not require council confirmation. So it just happens. It's just, all right, the police chief is stepping down. Here's who goes next. Tuesday's press conference with Best, Diaz, and Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin included several jabs at the council. While Durkin thanked and praised Best for her longtime commitment to Seattle, she said it was mystifying the city council would act without consulting Best. Why would they act? Why would they consult with her, though? I mean, really? I mean, they've wanted to defund the Seattle Police Department. The Seattle Police Department kind of wants to hold things together. And I think the general public basically realizes, yeah, this isn't really the general direction we want to go. This is more just the council doing their own thing. So when it comes, comes time to getting those uh, people off the Seattle City Council, voters in Seattle, you need to do your thing. King 5 chief political reporter Chris Daniels said the outgoing press conference was extraordinary in that it was also an attempt to villainize the actions of the council at the same time. Oh, no, villainize. What are we villainizing? The fact that they are defunding the Seattle Police Department? I don't know. While Best deflected questions that the original proposed pay cut was the source of her frustration, she also admitted that she couldn't help but take it personally. In separate interviews, a pair of council members struck a conciliatory tone and acknowledged the hardline approach was an error in judgment. So now we've got the council going, oops, we made a mistake. Oh, no, this is no good. And you, the city of Seattle residents, you are the ones that are going to pay for this. So I can see how the chief took it personally. And that's why I didn't vote for those metrics, said council member Andrew Lewis. He's the only guy that's kind of been, I'm not so sure about all this. I think it was a mistake. And that's why I didn't vote for it. Councilmember Lisa Herbold, also the council's public safety chair, said she regretted her initial vote. I felt it was a mistake. As soon as I requested from central staff the list of department heads for all the city departments and saw that with our action, it would result in her being the second lowest paid department director while also having the largest staff to manage. So you've got a real inequity here. 
And I'm not sure exactly how much um, Chief Best's salary was going to be cut, but I've heard anywhere from between $20,000 and $100,000 from her salary. I thought $100,000 sounded like an awful lot, um, and maybe it's twenty grand. But how would you like to work for an employer who one day has a vote that you're not invited, invited to and you don't really have any ability to defend yourself and you don't even have basically a job um, review and all of a sudden, yep, we're going to whack your salary 20 grand or 100 grand. We're going to whack your salary so hard just because that here's what you're going to have to deal with. So I think you put on top of all the other frustrating things that's happened to the Seattle police. And I really don't blame Carmen Best for saying, you know what, I've had enough. We're done here. The council approved a package Monday with a less significant uh, salary cut for Best, but it appeared, maybe that is the, the $20,000 cut, but it appeared as far as Best was concerned, the damage was already done and the gap of distrust too wide. Yeah, I wouldn't count, I wouldn't trust that city council either. They've got some real wing nuts on there. I mean, people that are just, they're not going the direction I'd want to go. A press release on behalf of president of council president Lorena Gonzalez, budget chair, Teresa Mosqueda and council member Tammy Morales struck a different tone and touched on race as it pertained to the decision making. Their statement read in part, this isn't personal. The council is addressing accountability and systemic racism in Seattle's police department. This isn't retaliatory. It's the beginning of really important work. And this is about addressing the systemic racism repairing the harm done by this city to black and brown communities. All right, so you are cutting funding to the Seattle Police Department. They're no longer going to have enough officers on the street. Who do you think which communities have the most crime and are going to suffer the most? You tell me. This isn't a hard one. It's not a trick question. The council's recent budget actions and our efforts going forward will remain squarely focused on the need to rebalance the budget and begin the process of transforming community safety in our city. Good luck with that, with this approach. Yet we still have work to do in Seattle. This council is focused on the work ahead of us, addressing the structural racism baked into police department contracts, a call for demilitarization the Seattle, the police department and the need to show and the need to shift how we invest resources in black and brown neighborhoods to support thriving communities. What is somebody talking about here? I, I really need somebody to explain this to me. This makes no sense at all. We had expected that the chief best would walk alongside us to reimagine what community safety could look like, even though we're going to cut her salary a ton without really having any kind, her having any kind of say or anything other than I quit. As a black woman who has been in the department for decades, she's uniquely qualified to bring her lived experience to this conversation, and that door remains open So, should she wish to share her ex expertise and lived experiences with counsel. Man, I wouldn't. I'd say, good luck, people. Good luck with that. I hope you do something. However, a second email on behalf of the three council members retracted that part of the statement, thanked Best for her service, saying, we are saddened to hear of her sudden departure from the SPD. We understand and respect Chief Best's decision to step down from her position. 
So initially they took kind of a shot at her saying, oh, we thought she'd stick around even though we're going to whack her cut and we're not supporting it at all. And we're, you know, we're okay with the fact that violent rioters are heading to her house. We're, we're okay with that. We're not going to really say that's a bad thing at all. But sure hope she comes back and works for us. That'd be great. Got a lot of good experience there. Sad to see her go. Yeah, this whole thing makes no sense. Herbold said she believes that there are ethics protocols in place for negotiating directly with department heads. And that was the case here. She also says as public safety chair, she told both Best and Durkin about plans to roll back the original salary cut amendment for a smaller incremental adjustment. Which way are you going? Are you going big? Or are you going small? Make a decision and go with it. Herbold and Lewis also acknowledge in interval interviews the criticism they've received for running for office on a platform of adding police officers just a year ago. They were their whole thing as members of the council is, yeah, we're going to add more police. We're going to make Seattle a more secure city. And now here just a year ago, we're going the other way. We're cutting things and the chief quits. I recognize that I've changed my position and it's come from reflection, said West Seattle's Herbold, continuing. I just started to do a lot of reading and a lot of soul searching about whether or not I was only listening to one set of voices about what makes safe communities. And I, you know, it's true. I mean, the addition and the growth of police department budgets has long been a third rail of politics. What? And I had accepted it unquestionably. I certainly did last year campaign on expanding the police force, but we were presented with new information, added Lewis. 56% of the calls to the police are responding to our non-criminal. That might be true, but in case those, you send out somebody, you send out a social worker on a lot of these cases, guess what? That is not going to end well. I still say, yeah, there are some some calls where you're going to have to make a judgment call. And those are the ones where you want to cop out there. But Seattle's a big urban city. It's got some lunatics running around. You saw that in CHOP. I mean, you just see the nutcases come out. And you don't want a social worker being sent out there because somebody who doesn't really understand what kind of lunatics are out there are being requested to have some help, have a, a social situation with help, you want a cop. Just send a cop, let them sort it out. That's kind of my attitude. That's where I'm coming from. But a lot of people disagree with that. They think, oh, we can have some touchy-feely person come along and we'll just let them work it out. And it's okay. We're going to save some money. I don't want that. I want a cop. And the bigger, the better. What that suggests to me is not that we need more police, it's that we need more first responders, which is why I'm advocating for the creation of a new system of low acuity first response. What's going to happen when you start cutting some of these departments of the Seattle Police Department back is that you're only going to have first responders. And now you're not going to have police force on the ground that cover like the human trafficking, that cover prostitution, vice. You're not going to have any follow-up on a lot of these crimes if you do much deeper cuts into the police department's budget. Just not going to happen. You've only got so many police officers to go around, and right now they're barely holding their own with what's going on and not being overrun. That's just the reality. So are there departments that are underutilized that maybe those could be moved around a little bit? Yeah, there is. I mean, and it's for, with $411 million dollars, in budget, you're gonna have some waste in there like any business, you're gonna have some waste.
but not to the extent where you can cut a significant portion of it. Because then, like I said, the people that are going to suffer are those going to be on the low end of the totem pole in those low end of the totem pole neighborhoods. And guess what? It's going to get bad and it's going to get bad very quickly. A Lewis resolution also seeks to lay the groundworks for an 18 month process to change the police department with a potential public vote in November 2021. And now we're gonna and so it's like, okay, this just isn't going the right way. Here's a letter that uh, Chief Best wrote on her resignation to the women and men of the Seattle Police Department. I wanted to notify you that I'll be retiring from the Seattle Police Department effective September 2nd, 2020. I wanted you to hear this from me, but some media have reached the conclusion on their own. This was a difficult decision for me, when it's, but when it's time, it's time. I want to thank Mayor Durkin for her continuous support throughout good times and tough times. I am confident the department will make it through these difficult times. You truly are the best Seattle department in the, you're the truly the best police department in the country. And please trust me when I say the vast majority of people in Seattle support you and appreciate you. I, yeah, I, that's true. I mean, polls have said people support the police just across the board. People don't want to see the police department defunded necessarily because I think most people, people realize, okay, yeah, here's what happens when you do that. I think people want to see reform, but that's not necessarily what happens when you defund the police and you um, cause police chiefs to quit. Continuing on with Chief's best letter here. I'm impressed daily at your skill, your compassion, and your dedication. I am thankful my command team has agreed to continue serving the department and that Mayor Durkin has appointed Deputy Chief Adrian Diaz as the interim police chief of police. Chief Diaz shares my commitment to this department and has the trust of the community. I look forward to seeing how this department moves forward throughout the process of re-envisioning public safety. I relish the work that will be done by all of you. After more than 28 years, I am so thankful for the time I spent at the Seattle Police Department. You are my family. You'll always be in my heart. We have had tough times before and come out better on the other side. I am glad I pushed through each of those tough times with you. I am grateful for the opportunity to have served you as your chief. Remember to take care of one another. I thought that was a pretty good letter. I thought that was a pretty good way to bow out and um, not take pot shots at people and not take pot shots at the very obvious that I think the national media is kind of already doing. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin issued a response Monday saying in part, know that while I understand the chief's reasons, I accepted her decision with a very heavy heart. I've had the privilege to be with Chief Carmen Best in so many situations with her family at roll calls and community meetings and nearly weekly meetings addressing public safety in Seattle. Her grit, grace and integrity have inspired me and made our city better. These last few months, I know Chief Best was the person to lead our city through this challenging time to reimagine policing and community safety. Her leadership is unmatched nationwide, which is why it is a sad day for our city to lose her. So that being said, why did we lose her? That's a really good question, right? I think, it, I think it's pretty obvious. You just look at the long string of actions and the police departments across the United States are experiencing the same thing. Yeah, we don't want you to use chokeholds. Well, you kind of need to in a lot of situations. That's the only way a police person is going to be able to defend themselves and de-escalate a situation. You got to use tear gas sometimes. 
That's just a no-brainer. Sometimes you got to use force to make things not a, a public safety issue. So there are times when I think all those things are required. Are those things required? Are those things being used at times when they shouldn't be? Yeah, that's when you give the police more training. I am definitely not a public safety person. I don't really know all the ins and outs of this, but I am a public observer. I'm a property owner, a business owner, and I kind of look in on the outside going, what are you people doing? What is going on? I understand some of the concern, but this whole concern that the Seattle City Council had, that is, that's uncharted territory. And I don't think most of this stuff, 99% of what they're working on is totally unwarranted. I don't see it. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I am sad to see Police Chief Best leave. I thought she had good leadership. I am not friends with her. I've never spoken with her. I don't have anything personal to do with her. And I know a lot of the police um, officers at the police department, they have differing takes on her, differing views on her. Like maybe there should have been some other police chiefs that should have been chosen based on seniority or actions or whatever. But I thought in the time that I followed her and her leadership position, she did a really good job. And I thought she was really reasonable. And I liked the way that she held herself. I liked the way that she held herself during her news conferences. She was kind of no nonsense. And she said it the way that she meant it. And um, yeah, I thought she was a great police chief. That's just me over here in Bellevue, suburb of Seattle. Um, arguably not knowing what I'm talking about, but those are my opinions and that's kind of where I'm at. So Police Chief Best, sorry to see you go and sorry to see that you made this decision, but uh, you made it for a reason and um, we'll kind of go from there. So that's about all I've got on this one and we will continue to follow what happens with the defunding issue of the Seattle Police Department. So a much smaller defunding than what everybody else was thinking, especially initially the 50% defunding, or how about abolish the police department? How about we just get rid of the police department and bring in some social workers? Yeah, I think everybody knows that's a no-go, especially in a big city like Seattle. I mean, you just got too much crime to make that happen. So that is where we are at right now. And as more developments happen, with the defunding of the Seattle Police Department, we will cover them here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Because public safety does have a major impact on real estate, whether you want to believe that there's a direct correlation or not. But when you start to look at crime statistics in neighborhoods, you realize that there is a massive correlation and everybody should have access to public safety, right? I mean, you should, you should be able to live in a safe neighborhood. That's one of those things where budgets should pay for that. That's what they're there for. That's what taxpayers are, are there for. Unfortunately, I think the Seattle City Council is going in a different direction, and it's going to be a hard lesson to learn if they go much deeper in these budget cuts. So again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal. I will catch you on the next Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Until then, bye for now. See you then. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 